Hi, it's Allegro with your dose of modern life. Healthier, easier, more fun. On today's show, I get to introduce you to former U.S. track and field and Olympic medal hopeful Perry Fields, a really interesting and innovative entrepreneur in the oral care industry. She has a company called Frau Fowler that I can't wait to tell you all about. And it's an interesting interview. It's a 40-minute interview. Stay tuned for the whole thing because it's so fascinating following Perry's journey from Olympic medal hopeful to really, really sick individual to almost death experience and how she made herself well and found her calling in the process. And at the end of the show, I get to share with you a coupon code just for my listeners. So stay tuned after the music. Hi world, I'm here today with Perry Fowler, the founder of Frau Fowler, a really innovative dental care products company that I'm so excited to introduce you to. Hi Perry. Hey, thanks for having me. Thanks for being on. So tell us a little bit about Frau Fowler for the people who don't know what you do. Yes, we're a young company. We, we are making oral care products and probably will venture into personal care here very soon. We started off with a tooth powder that's edible because everything that you put in your mouth, your body absorbs, especially your mucosal lining in your mouth. It's actually 90% effective in absorption. So when people have the, an idea that if you, you're brushing with something that you shouldn't eat, you're, you're pretty much eating it as soon as you put it in your mouth. Well, and there's just some, like, I was actually really upset a number of years ago when I found out that there was actually plastic in a lot of dental products, the glitter that you see in some of the sparkly ones. Yeah, the micro. Yeah, the micro, the microplastics. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, a lot of it's unnecessary and, you know, there, there, it goes back to, you know, who do you put your trust into? Uh (laughs) And um, I'm, I think maybe I'm just naturally distrusting or maybe <laughs> I just look at the back of products and go, oh, I can't believe people are actually like putting that on their skin or they're actually using it. Um, not to say that everything out there is bad. It isn't. It's just um, I, I started this knowing that if somebody was using something twice a day, three times a day, that you could have a really dramatic impact on their health. Absolutely. You know, and just to tell you a little bit about my background, so you know how I found you, uh, my dad is actually a dentist. Yeah, I think you said that. Yeah, and my my background is in sustainable products, and I had a store that sold all sustainable. I would have absolutely carried your product if it had been around when I had my store. And I've been using tooth powders for over a decade now. However, Yeah, for a long time. However, I was having this issue that, Probably about a decade ago, I my dad was like, you need to have a root canal on that tooth. And I was, you know, I'm just the sort of person who will do everything possible to avoid surgery because, you know, why not? Yeah. And, and so I started doing all these sorts of things and I decided that I wanted to find a tooth powder that was maybe a little bit more active than the one I'd been using, which I was happy with the one I was using, but I wanted something more medicinal. Mm-hmm. And when I saw that your product, which is called Mouth Medic, when right. I saw that it had cinnamon and clove in it, I was immediately intrigued because my dad used those essential oils in his practice. And I knew that they were very powerful for promoting oral care. So the other thing that I saw was I saw that all your ingredients had xylitol, which I'm a big fan of xylitol and dental products, which you can talk a little bit more about. But when I saw those two things, I said, okay, this, 
lady knows what she's doing. I'm absolutely going to check out her product. And mm-hmm. I, I, your Mouthmatic has actually has really helped this one too. That had the, that I've been on this track for her root canal for about a decade now. It feels better than it did before I was using it. So I just oh, wanted to good. tell you that. Oh, thanks. Well, I always, I always like to hear what people have to say about it. Um, I personally can't use anything else. Um, I, it's kind of my job to go and try everything out there. Um, but it's kind of interesting. I mean, you've made the switch from paste to powder a long time ago, but I actually really had trouble even just like before I started with what I'm doing using powder because I just didn't really like the way that it tastes, even though I found it to be pretty, pretty much more effective than paste Mm -hmm. in general. And, um, I, uh, yeah, I've had a hard time going back to using anything. Sometimes I'll dig out some little travel size um, paste that I have and uh, I'll just try it and uh, I just get so <laughs> grossed out. I think a lot of it's just binders and the fillers. I, I do have pretty good um, dental health, which is a far cry from where I was about when I was 19. Yeah, so tell us a little bit more about that because you have an interesting background. You were a U.S. track and field athlete for a long, long time. So how did you end up in dental products? I ate a lot of bad food, I'm telling you. I mean, I ate a lot of bread, ate a lot of sugar, <laughs> like what every kid pretty much does. And um, But the, the biggest single problem was literally was just having those wisdom teeth that were removed when I was 19. Mm-hmm. I actually fell ill um, back in uh, around 2004, 2005. It was right after the Olympic trials. And um, I... I really didn't know what was wrong with me, and uh, I did have a tick bite, so a lot of the specialists that I was seeing thought it was actually just Lyme disease, and that was it, and for me, Mm -hmm. it was just felt like there was some, like, there was just a lot of questions that were never being answered, and I'm one of these people that I will um, go to very far extents to try to figure things out, and I spent about four and a half years in bed. And part of that time, I was trying to figure out how to get well. And I met a PhD who did a lot of research on um, whole body health and and, um, in particular, Mm -hmm. focal infections and cancer. And focal infection is basically what happens in your mouth when you have dental surgery that goes wrong. Um, So wisdom teeth, when you get them removed, typically you're removing the nervous system out of that area and sometimes even the blood. And so you're left with these pockets, and these pockets are um, susceptible to infection. And the problem is that you're just really unaware of it because there's no nervous system, and there's no blood flow to clean it out. So you're left with a focal infection, and these focal infections just, I guess the best way to put it is that you die a, a slow death. I wouldn't say it's like a quick death. So you had no idea. There was no weird taste. There was no temperature. No, no. No, uh, you know, I, you know, I, I've heard people say things like they, they get, um, um, lockjaw or like, you know, maybe they start feeling like their lymph nodes are inflamed a lot, um, Mm -hmm. right under their chin. Mm -hmm. Um, but as far as like Mm -hmm. having actual pain, um, I haven't really talked to too many people, um, that have ever really had pain from that problem. Um, and a lot of that is because there's no nervous system. Um, and if you don't have, if you don't have the nervous system where that tooth is or where that tooth used to be, there's no, there's no way of actually Mm -hmm. knowing that you have pain there. Yeah. And so that's a real problem. And, uh, it's not really talked about, um, 
um, in the American Academy of um, Dentists, um, but it is talked about um, quite prevalently with biological dentists, and they're kind of a, a group of dentists that a lot of them are actually doctors as well, and I would say there's probably less than 200 in the United States. Um, and then they have their academy, which is the American Academy of Biological Dentistry. And some of these guys and gals have written books. And if you've read them, you're, you're kind of in shock about what they find with root canals and what happens um, as far as that whole procedure is concerned. And <laughs> that's a whole other topic that would take a very long time to talk about. But I will tell you that after I had those pockets mitigated and the infection, um, uh, mitigated, which basically means they're sucking out what looks like black oil, and in that oil is a lot of different types of bacteria. It's pretty much every type of virus that you've come into contact um, in your entire life. I had Lyme disease in those pockets. I had gangrene. Um, I had different types of viruses, um, and, and once they pull that out, they suck it out, um, they reestablish the blood flow back into that area. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they get a little aggressive with trying to pull out necrotic bone um, if it's been infected. And what it looks like is kind of mushy and black. It's really unpleasant. Um, and then, and then they have some procedures where they can put ozone in those pockets and they put a filler material that grows back in um, and reestablishes that blood. And then they close it back up and you're good to go. And, and literally about eight months later, I was back to running and um, thinking that I was going to continue my career as an athlete. But you took a U-turn. Yeah, I did. I, 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 I went back and I was, I think it was in 2010, I was at the USA track and field championships and uh, I was making my debut from being sick for that many years. And I was back at the top and People were like, hey, it's good to see you. And, you know, that felt great. But for some reason, I just didn't care anymore. Mm -hmm. uh, I didn't care about being there. Um, and I kind of felt like I was just pushing a different direction at that point. I'd learned so much. And I think, I think that happens with a lot of people when you've had these experiences that are either near death or, I mean, just like really life-changing type experiences. Um, you're perception of w what you want in the world is very different um and and for me I just felt like I had a lot to give back at that point right you want to share it yeah just because of everything that I'd learned and um just really felt like there was you know a big a big awesome world out there that I kind of <laughs> wanted to do something different so well I'm for one I'm really glad that you did yeah, thank you. <laughs> but totally random question. What sport did you compete in? Oh, the 800. Yeah, I'm a sadist. <laughs> so tell me about your the tooth powders themselves and how they work. Because what, what I really look for in products and in food are things that really feed the body. And I really like that about your products. So tell us a little bit about them and how they work. Yeah, I mean, that's a good point to make because... Um, the truth is, if you're if you're using something several times a day, I think you you should look beyond just you know what it says it's going to do on the package, right? Like, so yeah, I'm going to whiten my teeth, yeah. But what if you could use something that did whiten your teeth? But if you're absorbing it in your mouth, there could be some potential health benefits. 
um, instead of the opposite, which is what I think a lot of toothpaste actually do. I think there's a problem with chemical toxicities. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and this is kind of an interesting point to make. When I was sick, I can't tell you how um, it just seemingly allergic to everything I was. Right. Um, and I, I actually got rid of all my personal care items that if I, uh, I just went and just started reading labels and I was like, oh my God, I can't believe I use that, you know, chuck it and then mm-hmm. <laughs> look at something else. And by the time I was done, I pretty much had gotten rid of everything, um, that was on my vanity and, um, just kind of started over again. And I, I literally haven't gone back. I mean, my, my philosophy is still the same and, um, I, I feel that it's, it's been a very good thing for me, especially from being so sick. I I had so many Mm -hmm. people tell me that I would just never get well. Um, and even people today don't believe that people with chronic Lyme disease can actually get well. And I didn't have just Lyme disease. I had lupus as well. Epstein-Barr virus. Um, I had serious anemic issues as well. Um, and then I had all this pathology in my mouth, all this focal infection, and I had rotted jawbone. I mean, you know, like w- what could be worse other than cancer? You know? Yeah, you had a <laughs> so, lot going on. Yeah, there's a lot going on there. So to me, I just felt like, um, you know, if, if my body isn't responding well to these things, I really don't need them around me. Right. It's kind of like how you feel about food, like people who are gluten intolerant they stay away from gluten and it makes them feel a lot better. Even if they don't have uh, necessarily someone say, no, you know, your, your labs say that you're allergic to it. I mean, sometimes you can just do the elimination diet, just figure out pretty quickly something that's really not good for you. Well, and I also too believe that, you know, I, I studied anthropology in undergrad and the fact is we just live a lot longer than we used to. And so there's just these accumulations that build up a lot longer. Yeah, that's actually a good point. I mean, you're living longer, you're in a more polluted society for the most part, and you're building up all kinds of heavy metal issues, you're building up um, toxicity issues, you're building up, um, you know, different types of endocrine disruptors, which would be a lot of plastics. And, you know, you're just uh, a cesspool pretty much mm-hmm. <laughs> and you're, you are the accumulation of everything you've come into contact with I mean it's just your body just learns to adapt and so it's I think it's a very healthy thing for people to actually use personal care products that they could eat literally because you know if you are going to put it on your skin if you are going to put it in your mouth and spit it back out I mean mm-hmm. you, the damage is already done once you're coming into contact with it. You know, you would never eat. I don't know why people think it's okay for like people who work on cars to be, um, you know, immersed in petroleum products because you would never eat petroleum products. Right. But for some reason we think with um, personal care, um, I think we've just learned to trust brands and, you know, big business and maybe we shouldn't be, (laughs) you know, maybe we should put our faith more in people that are actually trying to fix some of those problems with, you know, just getting the cheapest ingredient and, you know, don't, don't really care about what happens to you because I do think people are really sick. I think there's lots of people who are chronically ill and they're all over the place and pretty much everybody knows somebody who's had cancer or some type of autoimmune disease and has suffered terribly from it. So how did you come up with the mouth, mouth medic flavor particularly? Um, well, um, I did go to school for food science. Um, 
and I was a double major in, in packaging engineering as well. And I'm not a chemist though, so you know, for me, I I started approaching all this in more of a, a food science mm -hmm. kind of way. And because of the issue of me being sick for so long, and then just the expertise of learning everything I could possibly learn about herbs and oils, etc. I wanted to make something that was edible that you could brush your teeth with and something that I wasn't going to have that like, you know, SLS type of reaction to. For, mm -hmm. for me, it kind of burns my mouth. So I just wanted something that was just as healthy as possible. Well, and just so people know, SLS, sodium lauryl sulfate and sodium laureth sulfate are, are basically chemical detergents that are in a lot of toothpaste. Yeah, I mean they're they're surfactants. Not to, you know not to say that in other products they're naughty or anything. It's just that you know surfactants when you're putting them in your mouth, again you're c consuming it as soon as it's in your mouth. Well, sodium laureth sulfate, the one ends in th. I think we can all agree is kind of naughty because it's got dioxin in it, right? So let's take that one off the table. Yeah, true. But going back to your point about the mouth medic, the one that you like so much, clove historically has been used for toothaches, uh, but it's also very antibacterial. And, you know, uh, the truth is all the, all, almost all essential oils have pretty good properties to great properties for being um, antiseptic, mm -hmm. antibacterial, antiviral, antifungus, antimold. Yeah, yeah. And in your mouth, you have more than just bacteria. It's just that it's talked about bacteria all the time because bacteria – is, you know, what creates cavities ultimately. But um, in our body, we just have lots of different types of infections all the time mm -hmm. floating around, whether you realize it or not. So I like the I like the fact that we're using these um, organic essential oils in, in, in a content, high enough content that, um, yes, it's still palatable, but you're actually absorbing it. And you're, a lot of these properties of the oils are actually anti-inflammatories as well. Uh, and and antioxidants. So clove oil, for example, has the highest auric value, which is um, its potential to scavenge free radicals of any oil uh, or any herb, actually. So, you know, you, you read about like, oh, blueberries have this auric, um, O-R-A-C. Mm -hmm. And and you can look this up too. There's you know they they have charts about different foods, how it all ranks up, and every now and then you'll read an article about what what the capacity is for green tea or blueberries or something like that. But just 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 the oil itself, how pure it is, or well, and it's interesting how, too because if you think it about is, it, I think that's um, kind you of think where about like traditional from, chai, right? You know, in a, in a traditional powder. society, hmm. people were drinking chai like all day long, and you think about how yeah. that probably helped their dental care because cinnamon and clove yeah. were in, are in chai, right? Yeah, I mean, there's been studies on green tea too, like people who drink um, high amounts of green tea that they have um, less caries and it's because right. green Although tea that is means just, no sugar you know, in it. has if that I don't natural want people going out antibacterial yeah. There can't be any sugar in the tea. Just by drinking green tea. No, no, no sugar. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So uh, it's, I think that's where the magic is, is really just the, the oils. We, we would in, like to ultimately make lots of different products that have different um, essential oil usage in it and try to make some really interesting. I will tell you something very interesting too. When I was sick, two things I did to get well was one, I pickled my insides with salt 
and which it was kind of unheard of back in 2003. And I wrote a protocol for um, Salt and Sea, and that's what it was called. And it was basically um, ha- how you could take high amounts of salt and kill just about any infection that you have and use the sea as antioxidant and to kind of um, give you some protection. Because when you kill lots of bacteria, there is like metabolic waste that's associated with it. Um, and when it builds up, it makes you really sick. So wait, wait, wait. When you say salt and C, you mean vitamin C? Yeah, vitamin C. Yeah. Okay. Because at first I heard salt and C, you know, the that place out here in Southern California. It's a physical location. Salt and C. Oh. Okay. So you're saying. Oh, no. no. <laughs> salt and You would actually orally take high amounts of salt and C and not table salt. Um, you would use a mineral salt. I think you can get pretty sick if you just try to take salt tablets. Mm-hmm. And originally I had used salt tablets like NaCl, mm-hmm. which is just, you know, the pure form of sodium. Right. Much. And I mean, yeah, you feel really terrible <laughs> when you get up to about 14 grams of that a day. But it's kind of interesting because it works. It works phenomenally well without the use of antibiotics. The so problem you're with salt to kill everything, and then yeah, vitamin C to protect your yourself from what you. Yes. Doing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And so metabolic waste was created. Yes. When you when it's called die off, um, and and die off is usually associated with Lyme disease. Mm-hmm. And um, you know you're talking about organisms, so when they die, mm-hmm. then your body's got to get rid of it. And so if you're die like you're killing a bunch of microorganisms. You can get really sick, especially if you kill them off really quickly, mm-hmm. um, because they produce ammonia when they die, mm-hmm. um, which is what we would, what happens to humans too. Okay, that's you know the smell right. if someone dies or or anything organic dies, pretty much you have some of that ammonia release. So I think um, I think that's a big problem, um, especially when you get into um, um, taking um, antibiotics. So, so what happened initially is that with Lyme disease, I was given pretty much just like everything they, they could think of. They just threw every type of drug at me, said, okay, you're just going to take all this all at the same time. And, um, it was just done very mm-hmm. like haphazardly. Um, there wasn't a ton of studies on all the uh, drugs that I was taking and they just threw it at me. And I started into the second week of my protocol and I just went nuts, like mentally nuts. Mm -hmm. And, um, I thought, I thought I was going to have to be committed like to an institution because I was just so crazy. And I don't know if it was because of my reaction to sulfa drugs or not, but later on I had my liver enzymes tested and realized that like a baby dose for me is like a full dose for Mm -hmm. like someone who has different liver enzymes. So, and that's never done. No doctor ever, unless they're, you know, maybe an integrative or naturopathic doctor will actually test your liver enzymes before they give you drugs. And it really should be done. So anyway, I went, I went kind of nuts. And then I realized like, I'm going to get so sick from this. I'm never going to like make it out of it because the damage I could feel like from taking all those drugs was just so significant that I thought, you know, this is not the right way. And so that's kind of why I quit the conventional after about maybe 10 days. I just said, I can't do this. Even though I didn't have any backup plan, it was just very like wild (laughs) west of me. (laughs) But 
one thing with me is that I do trust my instincts on things. So, and when I do, I'm never wrong. But if I question like the way I feel about something, then I, I'm always wrong, you know? So, um, for me instinctively, I was like, I'm just going to be like every other sick chronic Lyme person out there who's like, Oh, you can't ever get over it. And you're just managing your disease. And I was like, the hell with that. So that's how I got started with the brain. <laughs> because scientifically it made sense to me. And, uh, and, um, and then I also used essential oils internally and which is interesting also because there's so much, you know, just fooey out there, especially online about the dangers. When you're talking about toxicity levels of essential oils, you're talking about like, you'd have to drink <laughs> like, uh, you know, six, seven ounces of some oils to actually like, like, like actually have damage and get sick. So I just really think there's just a ton of mis uh, misinformation out there. And I did take a copious amount of um, different essential oils to, um, you know, follow up after the, the, the pickling. And it worked great. So when you had to flush off, <laughs> so flush that was, out this die-off, you just flushed it, like, through your intestines? Yeah, yeah I mean, it, it comes out through your skin. It comes, oh, well, skin. just... Yeah, it comes out. Just think of your detox in your body. You eat out, you poop it out, you sweat right. it out. Sweat it out. Yeah. So that's that's what happened. Do you do any bloodletting with... too? <laughs> no, no, I didn't. I did use some leeches. No, I'm just kidding. I didn't use <laughs> leeches. But... <laughs> Interesting. Um, yeah. So when you detox, that's kind of what you think of. You, you're peeing it out, you poop it out, you yeah. sweat it out. Yeah. So you can get an infrared sauna and sweat it out, and you're helping open up those elimination channels. Yeah. You can, I wouldn't say take laxatives, but you can take some herbal, you know, colon scrubbers, right. and that'll help you go to the bathroom. And then you can drink more water. You know, most people are chronically dehydrated. No one ever yeah. talks about it. It's actually yeah. a medical issue. If you if you go into the hospital with anything and you're on a stretcher, the first thing they do is give you an electrolyte IV, and they do that. Because that's the quickest thing that they can fix first. Yeah. <laughs> and they want to yeah. make sure that your levels are good before they start doing all kinds of crazy stuff on you. <laughs> you know, and they go exactly. to the next level. <laughs> so it's, mm -hmm. it's considered baseline. But but you literally, if you if you if you don't feel well, you're dizzy, you have a headache, you'll go to a doctor, and nobody will ever talk about you know, are you drinking enough water? <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> are your electrolytes like, let, let's balanced? Let's start there. Yeah. Absolutely. So it's um yeah, that that's that's you know, that's kinda how I got started and um I kinda have I kinda have an interesting opinion on things, I'm sure, but um I think when when you live through something, you know, you you and I try to talk to people who live through things because it's it's that kind of experience that you can't get from school or a textbook or, you know, anything else. It's just it's just the truest form of knowledge. Well, I call me. it, I call it being forged. So. It's like you go through the fire yeah. mm -hmm. and you're forged into something yeah. stronger and different. Yeah. Cause I, I, I had an experience where I was yeah, told I wouldn't, I wouldn't walk again and, you know, do all the active things that I do. And anyway, long story short, but yeah, when you face down the impossible and you overcome it, it gives you a totally different outlook on life. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So you wrote a really interesting I don't know if it was an article or a blog post about having a consumer packaged goods company and the challenges <laughs> of it and and sort of oh, the it's a pain in the ass. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, 
Oh my gosh. Yeah, it's tough. I mean, there's a reason why people don't get into it. That's for sure. I will tell you though, if that's what your question is about just starting something like this, it, it did help that I moved to Colorado. I, w I could never see myself doing this in South Carolina, which is where I'm originally from. And when I moved here to Colorado, they have a, a nonprofit kind of education group called Naturally Boulder. And Boulder is where I would say at least 50% of all these natural consumer product goods is coming out of. And they, they do a really nice job. They're supportive and mm -hmm. they have really good education classes uh, about, you know, being in this business. And so you feel like you're not alone. But it's it's pretty tough, you know. You're you're spending long days, long hours, and there's just so many things to get done, and you're always going, "Oh man, how are we gonna afford that?" <laughs> uh, especially if you don't uh, take money for equity, right. what I've done so far. Not to say that that won't change later on, because you know we might have to do that at some point, but it's just yet yet to be seen. So. Yeah, it's kind of a it's an interest it's an interesting thing to be involved in, but for somebody like me, it was kind of perfect because I, you know, one thing I really loved about packaging engineering, which is kind of a weird major by the way, and only about four schools offered. I think it's like Cal Poly, MIT, Michigan, and Clemson. I think I think what interest interested me about it was that it seems like a jack of all trades type of major where it's very interdisciplinary. <laughs> it totally That's is. For sure. So I, I mm -hmm. just thought, you know, that was perfect for me. Um, and I never, I mean, even when I had my, went through my majors, I, I never thought that I'd actually be using it because I went right into running and then that was my life. Mm, interesting. Um, so <laughs> I never thought I'd be using it because I was like, oh yeah, I'm just going to be an athlete for the rest of my life, which <laughs> is so funny to even say. <laughs> <laughs> But, but when I moved to Colorado and then went to that first Nashley Boulder meeting, I went, oh man, that's what I'm supposed to be doing. And, and I, and, and then, um, and then I won their pitch slam like a year later yeah. and they had this, they had this, uh, pitch slam where all these, um, beginning companies that are pretty much in their infancy go to compete with like, you know, like best new idea or I don't know what they really judge you on. Mm -hmm. I think it's like the mm -hmm. whole concept of what you're doing. And I'm not a great public speaker. I mean, I'll, I'll own that very passionate, which makes me good, but um, <laughs> I'm not like really smooth as you can tell already. But uh, yeah, I ended up winning their pitch slam, which was just way out of left field. And I just couldn't believe it. There are people that I was competing against that were doing a lot better than me at that time. <laughs> but that kind of helped too, because I do well under pressure. And, and then that put a lot of pressure on me actually winning that because then I was like, oh man, everybody's going to be watching to see what I do. And well, you're I was a competitor. like, well, that's good. Yeah, that's right. And, but that was good because, you know, I'm not competing in running anymore. So now I get to compete some, you know, another way. So uh, yeah, but it's kind of like, it's definitely like running a marathon. It's not, overnight sometimes you feel like you're just working and you just don't see enough progress so it gets real stressful too but I, I think that you know my heart's in it and my my mind's in it and I have a lot of good ideas and I, I just hired a, a chemist named Eileen Coop and she's been in the business for a long time and I feel really good about her so <laughs> so I think I think you'll 
you should see some exciting things other than just tooth powder within the next few years here. We are, we are actually. Well, your tooth powder is pretty darn exciting. You. I so. think it is too, right? So I won't, I won't get too excited to tell you too much before I know too much, but we have had the interest of Target. So it may end up <laughs> being in Target in um, February or March. And we just got into Whole Foods and we've been in natural grocers and we're in quite a few co-ops as well. And, you know, hopefully it will become popular enough that we get into places like CVS and Walgreens. So, so it's a, it's a long journey. It won't happen overnight, but, um, I do think it's, you know, if I, if I really, if I, if I step back and I, and I go, well, I don't own that. Okay. I don't own that company, but you know, if I'm looking at everything on the shelf and everything that I've tried, I do go, man, that's, that's pretty good stuff. You know, I can be proud of that. <laughs> well, and Hey, I've been raised around oral care and I think it's the yeah. best stuff I've tried. So, Oh, thank you. Appreciate it. So how does your dad feel about it? <laughs> you know, I haven't shared it with my dad. Funny enough, yeah. I probably should. Uh, I just haven't gotten there yet. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I understand. I, I grew up with, um, my grandfather was a um, physician and all his brothers were physicians. And I remember when I was getting healthy and my grandfather was always asking my mom what I was doing. And my mom, like he, he was like 90 <laughs> at that time. She would just say, Oh yeah, her doctor's doing really well for her. And, but she, cause she did not want to tell him that right. I had basically had fired everybody. And I was just going out you know, and doing my own thing and getting well. So uh, even when he passed, he still did not know. She didn't want to upset him because he's kind of old school, you know. <laughs> so that was the whole point. My mom did not want to upset her dad at 90. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right, right, right. So she. Right. Let him, let him be in peace, Perry. No, I don't. Actually, I think my dad will like it. He liked the other tooth powder that I introduced him to. And I think as mm -hmm. soon as he sees cinnamon clove mm -hmm. xylitol, you know, because yeah. he had shared mm -hmm. with me some ADA articles about the benefits of xylitol on preventing caries when yeah. when my child was young. Yeah. And so yeah. And, and, her and, is always and another interesting in thing and to she say about um, pregnant women huh. is that there was a study about um, women who were chewing gum or uh, mints that had xylitol. Um, three times a day um, versus women who were not had their children were born with significant less dental problems from like age one to five or or like from you know yes yeah, like from zero to five so their their teeth once their teeth came in mm -hmm. they had significant less problems so that bacteria it is is carried in vitro and that's something that you don't really hear too often, but the health of the mother and what they're doing for their personal hygiene actually affects their um, children in the womb. Um, so, that, yeah, it's kind of interesting yeah, absolutely. Um, that I read that. We're, we're actually making mints here next month. So that's our new thing. We're making a, a kind of a, I don't want to call it an herbal mint, but it's, kind of seems like it's going to be a little herbally and you get kind of the benefits of some of those herbs and that you're absorbing them. And, you know, I gum. Uh, yeah, I want to do gum. Okay. But I gotta, I gotta, I gotta go the next step first. 
the next time the oh, next okay, yeah, yeah, is yeah. gonna do the mints and then I would love to do a gum um eventually and that had well totally random idea mm-hmm. uh, so I'm a big believer that we just because we walk with shoes and because we're not interacting with soil as much mm-hmm. that mm, yeah. humans aren't getting access to a lot of minerals that we would get if we were in contact with earth and for that reason like my soap has clay in it and stuff like yeah. that mm-hmm. but it's hard to it's like there's really, really only one brand that I've found that I like for clay soap yeah. so I don't know if you want to get into that but yeah we can talk about clay <laughs> yeah yeah um, <laughs> we'll have to talk about another. I'm a big believer in clay I used clay when I was sick oh um, and and one thing good about clay is that it actually does help mop up endotoxins from, you know, that die off that I was talking about. Yeah, it's about. a detoxer. So, I mean, that's yes, yeah. it is. It is. And, and there's lots of interesting um, research and articles on women in different parts of the country. A lot of them like, well, not this country, like other countries, third world countries. And when pregnant women are nauseous, mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. they will yeah. eat clay, literally. So this is something that's been going on for thousands of years, whether it's in South America or Africa, because they're getting nutrients out of the clay. I do think, I think, I think one of our biggest problems in societies is that we're too worried about things being too clean. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I used to run around barefoot and naked pretty much in the country. I grew up in the sticks out in South Carolina. And I was like naked pretty much every day running around with a bunch of dogs. Um, <laughs> I like how you say that, naked. <laughs> and yeah, I just think that there's a little bit maybe too much concern about it. But as far as the, the, the clay aspect, there needs to be more research and oral care for the use of clay. The understanding of it remineralizing teeth because there's certain minerals in it. It's kind of mm-hmm. the same concept as a salt, except salt it has proven mineral content. Clay, I mean, I, I just haven't seen enough information mm-hmm. to actually say, oh, that's what it does. So there's that issue. But I think that there's some validity to using it as um, a dentrifice. Mm-hmm. I just wish that there were more studies on it. Clay and clay toothpaste, clay tooth powders, and what that actually does to your teeth over time. So, I mean, our Carbon Bright has clay mm-hmm. in it. Carbon Bright's not total clay. I don't know if I'd be comfortable just doing that, but um, I did take a lot of it internally. Um, and, yeah, there's definitely lots of benefits to it, for sure. Well, well and I just uh, kind of end with what I really liked about that article you wrote about starting a package goods company was how you said, mm-hmm. but you wouldn't trade the experiences you've had for anything because of you know who it's made you. And I just thought that was really beautiful because, you know, I like you have had a lot of different experiences and now I'm not, I'm not using any of them in terms of a physical company, but I feel like I use them all the time in my conversations with people. Like I could not have this conversation with you if I hadn't had my own packaged goods product and, you know, all these sorts of things. So, right. So very interesting. Well, we're, we're, yeah, well, we're all on our own journey here and, um, I think there's lots of different ways to the same place, ultimately to the same place for a lot of people. So you just, you know, pick a path and you go down it and just don't worry about it too much. I mean, if it, if the opportunity is in front of you, then sometimes you just have to take it without overthinking it too much, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, because, because that's what we're all supposed to do is just pick a path, go down it, and then it turns into another path, and it splits off, and then you go to the left, or you go to the right. 
you know, just try not to worry about it too much. Um, you know, I mean, I could sit around and be really upset about like, oh, I didn't get my gold medal. And, you know, I was I, I was young in my late 20s when I was having some of those thoughts um, right around the time that mm -hmm. I thought that I just kind of didn't want to run anymore. And I was like, oh, man, I have to stick it out till 2012 because that's when I'm going to get my gold medal and blah, blah, blah. And now that I look back on it, I'm just kind of like, I should have quit sooner. You know, I mean, <laughs> I really should have, like, I mean, you know, it's okay. It's totally okay. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't happy. If I go back and I think about times I wasn't happy running, I would say it was like 98% of the time. Mm -hmm. So I feel like it served me to, to where I was supposed to utilize it, move on to something else, like right after high school. Right. You know, if I look back and think of all the problems I had in my 20s and trying to make it happen, you know, the more I forced to try to get there and get to that point, the, the further away it well, was. Well, maybe you had to get that sick so, to learn all the knowledge that you have now. Yeah, I did. I did. It was part of my journey. So, you know, and I wasn't, I don't think I was ever meant to stay sick either. So right. it was just about me figuring it out. So, but I, w I will say if I didn't figure it out, I probably would still be in my parents' guest room right now um, doing nothing. So, <laughs> Well, thank you so much for being here today. It was a pleasure. Yeah, thank you for having me. I hope you enjoyed that interview as much as I enjoyed putting it together. And I have a great coupon for you. If you go to fraufowler.com, that's F-R-A-U-F-O-W-L-E-R.com, and use the coupon code HAPPY, which is what my name means, Alegre means happy in Spanish. If you use the promo code HAPPY, you'll get free shipping on your order no matter what the size. So you can try her floss, you can try her tooth powder. As you heard in the interview, I'm a huge fan of the Mouth Medic tooth powder. So check that one out. And again, that coupon code is HAPPY to get free shipping. So thanks for tuning in today. If you thought the show was fun or useful, please let me know by sending me a tip through Patreon at patreon.com slash Allegra Ramos. I have great thank you gifts for my supporters and look forward to when I have 500 patrons and can hire an editor to provide you with even more great content. And subscribe to my podcast wherever you listen. If you'd like to submit questions, you can email me at hello at AllegraRamos.com or download the free Anchor FM app and call into my show so I can play your question on the air. Until next time, be a spark in the world. Over and out.